Blog Talk Radio. Get your game tight, player. So it's just based on average draft position. So the first one on my list is Michael Vick. 
and we all know about Michael Vick. Coming off the board, average draft position between 14 and 15. Playing in new Chip, Kelly, uh, Chip Kelly's offense, which is a high-octane, quick pass to design with run plays. Uh, Vick actually said that he's going to have the opportunity to do more in this offense and indeed run that football. So we all know that Vick is dangerous when he's running that football. He's that dual threat. So I consider Vick a QB2 with the potential of any given Sunday to be a QB1. The only question mark for Michael Vick is staying healthy. But I tell you, if you're looking for a QB2 that can actually bring QB1 value, you won't find one better than Michael Vick. Now let's talk about the quarterback situation in Buffalo. <laughs> We've got the guy from Washington State that, that was announced to be the starter for week one with Cobb being out and also E.J. Manuel um, having some question marks over a minor uh, knee surgery. and But then all of a sudden, Buffalo kind of put an asterisk by it, just in case Manuel is willing to come back and able to come back for week one. Uh, Eric, talk about Manuel, because I know you you think he's up for a big season. Yeah, Manuel is going to be a star. Yeah, Manuel is going to be a star. Yeah, Manuel is going to be a star. Buffalo Bills, they think jumped ahead to grass manual and so they've seen something in him and he's got that potential as you've seen this preseason he did very very well performed extremely well and i think that's just the tip of the iceberg for what he's going to do in the season he's got uh, an amazing arm he's got a lot of power he's got the knack to uh, to move out of the pocket i think manual along with that high octane offense of my boy cj spiller uh i think uh, you know him along with stevie johnson those boys are going to bring me I think as long as he comes back and he's healthy, uh, they are going to score quite a bit of points. Buffalo Bills are going to generate some heat this year. I know that's rare. We haven't heard that uh, since back in Thurman Thomas days. But they're going to generate some heat offensively this year. Eric, lots of running backs in new places. We can talk about Steven Jackson in Atlanta. We got Mendenhall uh, moving out to Arizona. Who's a running back you think is uh, prime for a breakout season? You know, I had several to choose from. I really like Chris Johnson uh, to have a ball back here. They are rebuilding that offensive line. Um, I think Steven Jackson, as long as he can stay healthy down in uh, Atlanta, I think he's going to do work. But I've got my eye on Daryl Richardson out of St. Louis. Who? I've got my eye on Daryl Richardson out of St. Louis. Who? Daryl freaking Richardson. Same guy that dubbed Steven Jackson last year. Oh, that guy. Okay. All right. That dude right there. That dude right there that just barely edged out my man for the starting kid. The reason I like this guy, again, I pick him as an RB2 to maybe an RB3, a flex or something like that. He was a solid backup for Stephen Jackson last year, posting 700 or 475 yards. And now he's going to carry the bulk of the offense. He's truly a third down back. He's a great pass catcher. Has to work on his uh, ability to block, but he's a flasher. Uh, he reminds me of a, uh, I hate to compare him to my now Detroit Lion, Reggie Bush, but he can see he brings some of those attributes, being able to catch it up the backfield, very sneaky, very quick, uh, very explosive. So, again, I like him uh, to be able to uh, to put up a nice decent yard. I, I, I think he's going to be a top 15 running back by the end of the year. Daryl Richardson out of St. Louis. Keep an eye out for him. His average draft position is 27, and he will exceed that 27 pick. Richardson, do you see him as a three-down back? You know, one of the things I was looking at, because any running back, any feature running back in Jeff Fisher's system, you know, I mean, there's there's potential there just to start. But, you know, with his frame and his attributes, do you see him as a three-down back? 
Oh, I do, because if you notice, Chris Johnson, he put up his best numbers under Fisher. And uh, so Chris Johnson wasn't truly considered a three-down back, right? He's very slim. He's very slender. Uh, he's very shifty, but he's not a big back. And Daryl uh, Richardson is not a big back either. But what he does possess is the ability to catch out the backfield, and he can slash very, very well. Again, there are some things that he needs to work on. He's still very, very young. Um, but he will definitely exceed that 27 average draft position for the running back. Listen to Real Sports Guys and RealSportsGuys.com. We're here with our preseason version of the fantasy football cycle with my man, Eric Hamilton, the fantasy guru from KZU. Uh, Eric, one of the guys you brought up last season that a lot of our listeners uh, pretty much gave you credit for helping them win their league was this guy with a very unattractive name, Cecil Short. Uh, <laughs> talk about Cecil, man, and what you think he's going to do this year. Hey, man, all he does is make plays. That is all Cecil Short does. And he did it last year. In 14 games, he had 55 receptions, 979 yards. The second half of the season, this guy really came on. He was a top seven receiver for the last portion of the year. This guy really put up good numbers in Jacksonville. Now, so take that into consideration. Justin Blackman is suspended for the first four games. He got a healthy MJD to run the ball. I like him as a wide receiver two, maybe on the verge of a one. Keep an eye out for Cesar Shorts. This guy is really a baller. He's going very low in the drafts right now. Very high, excuse me. Keep an eye out for Cecil Shorts. You want him on your team. By the middle of the season, he's going to be a top 12, top 15 receiver. I like Cecil Shorts. How does he fit in with Blackman? Well, I think Blackman is that big-time receiver, so I think it's going to – he'll be able to offset uh, when Blackman's back. I think that they're going to be a dynamic duo. Uh, I think when Blackman is there, he demands more attention. But uh, I think in the, those first four games, we're really going to see Cecil go to the next level and see can he really lead that team. So it's a little, you know, it's a little um, unclear right now. But I guarantee these first four games, he is going to rock the house. Eric, you like another guy from St. Louis at the tight end position? Talk about this guy. Now listen, this is my sleeper of the year. Well, I got another sleeper here, but this is one of my sleepers of the year. My man, Jared Cook. And I say Jared Cook. He came from Tennessee. You've probably seen him. He had 40-plus receptions last year. Wasn't yeah. truly, truly utilized. This guy is a mammoth. He's 6'5", 248. And I consider him a tight end one. He's going to be, now yes, he's not a Jimmy Graham, he's not a Gronk, don't, don't get it twisted, but he's a very formidable starter. He's going to post top ten uh, tight end numbers. He's got great hands like a wide receiver. He's fast. He's got great foot speed. Listen, just to let you know, he was picked up by the St. Louis Rams. They grabbed him for a five-year, $35 million contract, which is one of the richest in NFL history for a tight end. You have a guy in the free agent market. You've got a team that went out and grabbed him and paid him team money. And to top it off, everybody knows about uh, Sports Illustrated Peter King, right? He's a well-respected journalist in the industry. Peter King had two comments. He said he has not seen a better offensive weapon this summer than Jared Cook. And then he goes on to say a few days later, he was the single best player he has seen this summer. 
kind of could mean one of two things. He could have only looked at the St. Louis Rams, and he could have only seen Jared Cook on his best two days. But we're going to trust that Peter King has been in the, uh, in the industry long enough where he knows talent when he sees it. Jared Cook, keep your eyes on him. Grab this guy. Hold on to him. He's going to have a big year. I'm a big Jared Cook fan. Back in 09, in Madden 09, um, there was wow. a glitch. Kind of like office space. <laughs> there was a glitch. Um, there was a glitch in the game, and I was able to pick up Cook for the league minimum, a rookie, and he outperformed Antonio Gates. So I've been waiting wow. for this guy. I mean, they had him set at like a 90 speed and a 90 catch, and all of a sudden this guy's like a free agent on Madden. So anyway, just bringing in video games here. But uh, I've been waiting for Jared Cook, a very uh, understated way to say that I went all out and drafted him early in 2010. And uh, I'm waiting for him to do his thing. And it, it, it sounds like he may get it in in 2013. Eric, well, make they got to pay him. They're going to pay the man. Pay the man. <laughs> Eric, make sense of this, uh, this wide receiver situation in New England. I I spent 10 minutes trying to figure it out earlier and prep for the show, and I can't make heads or tails of it. You know, for me, it's as simple as this. Right? If someone has to catch the balls over there. I actually think that New England's going to run even more this year. They were a very balanced team last year, but a lot of people overlooked that because Wes Welker and Gronk and Hernandez caught so many balls. But they ran quite a bit. But there's a gentleman, a nice wide receiver, that is becoming one of the favorite targets of Brady. And it's Kimbrough Tompkins, the receiver, undrafted receiver that's playing in New England right now. So this is my this is my saying for it. There's no Wes Welker, there's no Gronk, there's no Hernandez. Oh, and if you remember Brandon Lloyd, there's no Lloyd. Someone has to catch those balls. Now Tompkins is going to be playing in the same spot as Lloyd played in last year, and Lloyd pulled in 74 balls for 911 yards. Lloyd was on his way out of the league, out of the league. He's a free agent right now. This guy can actually ball. He still has to work on some of his route running. Amendola, who knows how long he's actually going to play this season because I think you've drafted him on several occasions, and he performs well when he's in the game. But it's the health factor, right? <laughs> it's the health factor. Tompkins is going to benefit from that. This is a guy, I'm not going to say jump for him, but keep your eye on Tompkins. This is a guy that you want to feel once you start getting into the 12, 13, 14, 15th round. This is the time to stack guys like Tompkins. We are halfway through the Fantasy Football Cypher. We will come back after a message from our sponsors. Resistance Digital Solutions. Are you tired of running to the boys in blue? Are you done with listening to sales staff trying to update technology that you don't need? We've all been there. So, what did the real sports guys do? We contacted Resistance Digital Solutions for all our technology needs. They are not there to meet sales quotas or make profit margins. They simply just want to sell you what you need at a fair price. From iPads to PCs to flat screens, TVs, or intricate home theater systems, they customize every solution based on your needs. Check out their website at www.resistancedigital.com or email them at sales at resistancedigital.com for your custom technology solutions today. The Real Sports Guys on RealSportsGuys.com. We're here with Eric Hamilton and the first Fantasy Cypher of 2013 to get you ready for your fantasy football drafts. Now, 
Eric is giving you late round sleepers to pick up. Jared Cook, Cecil Shorts, Kimbrough Tompkins, Daryl Richardson, EJ Manuel, Michael Vick. But now we're going to talk about bus. And whenever you talk about bus, you have to have one thing to talk about your bus. How's the plant on you? You gotta have some onions to go out on the limb to talk about big names that, that guys are planning on drafting early. Eric, let's start on the offensive side of the ball. Who is a bust that's going to get drafted early that you just do not trust? So first and foremost, I have to clarify on my statement of a bust. I apologize. But a bust for me is an individual that has an average draft position of X and he is not going to live up to that. Okay, so they still may have pretty good years, but they're not going to perform to the place that they're, they're drafting. So my first guy is the great Aaron Foster. Now, I bring him up. So Aaron Foster right now, is uh, he's got an average draft position of three. So he's the third person off the board. This is the reason that I think he's going to be a bust. There are a lot of question marks with Aaron Foster this year. He just came off of the physically unable to perform list. He's got a lot of injuries. He's got a calf injury and also some back pain. The second question mark that I have is the wear and tear on this guy. He's toted the rock more than anyone else last year with 351 carries. And he has the lowest yards per carry out of the top 12 backs last year. So he carried more than anyone else, but yet his yards per carry were the lowest of the top 12. On top of that, his yards per carry has decreased over the past two years. And did I mention that there's a backup that is picking up momentum named Ben Tate? So with those question marks all into one, I have a few, I have a big question mark about Aaron Foster. I'm not going to say he's not going to be a top ten back, but he will not finish the year as a top three running back. In my opinion, there's safer options out there safer picks to go with. I would take um, you know, I take obviously AP all day. I I, uh, I think AP is going to continue to have a dominant year. CJ Spiller. I'm very, very high on CJ Spiller this year. Um, I think there's quite a few backs that I would push him down the line a little bit before going with Aaron Foster. Aaron Foster, be beware of buyer according to Eric Hamilton this year. Now, I know another guy you you wanted to advise our listeners to stay away from is Hakeem Nix. We're going to move over to the defensive side of the ball. There's two guys um, that you, uh, you are advising buyers to stay away from. Who are they? So this is when we really make our money right here. If you play in an individual defensive player league, this is really where you make your money. IDP. So I've got to throw out my two bucks. Absolutely. I've got to throw my two bucks out there on the defensive side. So John Pierre Paul. So Jason John Pierre Paul. I mean, this guy is, he's a monster, right? He's a freak. He's 6'5", 278. In 2011, he put up 16 and a half sacks, 86 tackles, which are unheard of. Those were phenomenal numbers. Last year, he came down to earth. 66 tackles. Six and a half sacks. That's a 70% drop in sacks. This year, he's coming off of a back injury, and again, he was 
just coming off of the physically unable to perform list, the pup list. So I've got some question marks on him. He's currently ranked as a number two or three defensive player. I've got question marks. I think he's not going to perform anywhere near top two. Dequell Jackson, this has got to lead my team to a championship fantasy football year. I mean, just for the listeners out there that aren't familiar, um, I... I did win a couple of fantasy football championships. Uh, but, but go ahead, uh, Eric. This is your show. Dequell Jackson. Yeah, you know, I did this for you too, Phil, because I know that's the guy that you like to roll with. I know, know, and just looking at DQ, I mean, DQ was a very, very strong player, and this is my question mark to concern about. So in 2011, when I had him, he had a humongous year with 158 tackles, and he actually got a huge contract. He signed a big, big contract extension. Last year, he felt the pressure of being that, that, that high-contract player. So teams were, were focusing in on him, and his, his uh, tackles dropped 25% from 158 to 118 tackles, which are still formidable. That puts him in the top 10. But again, DQ was drafted in most, most drafts for IDP as a top-five linebacker, and he didn't perform to that. And I think this year he's going to continue to fall down the earth because, again, they're game-planning for him. He has that money. He's comfortable now. And the Browns are just terrible on defense, you know, just overall. So I think his numbers are going to continue to drop. Um, so DQ, again, going from 158 to 118, I think that's going to continue to drop down to maybe 105, 107. Let's move on to your top three defensive players. Uh, you got J.J. Watt, Luke Kukli. No big surprises there based on their production last year. But let's spend a little bit of time on the third person you have on your list, Morgan Burnett. Yeah, and I think Morgan Burnett is a uh, he's, he's out of Green Bay, so he's a safety, and he is a, a very very good tackler. Um, he's a small guy; his frame isn't very big, but he had 123 tackles last year, um, and then 105 that year before. So as small as he is, he can play some ball. He's not scared to hit. Uh, he had a couple of interceptions and a couple of sacks, so he moves around quite a bit. So um, I, I see he's going to continue with that same momentum. The guy can flat out tackle. So again, when you're in an IDP league, what you're looking for out of a safety is a guy that's going to step up and hit, make some plays, make some tackles. And uh, Morgan Burnett is a key safety to do so. One thing I'm going to touch on with Keekly, because uh, he is a flat out monster. A lot of individuals um, are looking at, you know, Bobby Wagner or uh, James Laronitis or even Patrick Willis or Bowman as the number one linebacker. Keekly is a flat out machine. A year ago about now, I told you guys about it. Coming out of Boston College, he, he continues to just be a machine. He just nonstop. If you watch some of his preseason games, he just doesn't stop moving. He's always all over the board. Eric, I want to give you an opportunity right now to say I told you so to everybody about Luke Quickly. You know, I don't want to do that, Phil. What I simply want to say is I told just you. Just do it. Just do it. Take care. I told you so. All right. Go right ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to throw it out there. Now, you can't let it linger, okay? Uh, I gave you the space, but you got to keep moving now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, uh, but yeah, Keekly's a monster. He'll be someone that uh, that's going to stay on the move. Keep your eye out. If you can grab Keekly, he's going to put up numbers that are going to be unparalleled. I mean, the guy had 164 tackles last year, led the league in tackles. The first rookie to do so since Patrick Willis. Monster. 
Alright, you listen to Real Sports Guys at realsportsguys.com. I've got Kalamazoo, Michigan's finest, Eric Hamilton, the guru from KZU, uh, letting you know what you need for your fantasy football uh, pre-draft here. Now, now Marcus the Game Changer and Devon uh, just just walked into the studio. They're getting their head, head set off, squared away. Um, Eric, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to give your bold, bold prediction. But, but I gotta warn you, I gotta warn you. I'm unleashing the dogs. Okay, uh, Marcus and Devon have been chilling back in the cut. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna let you say your piece. Make sure you have your closing and opening argument tight because the dogs are coming at you, man. Uh, and I'm gonna let Marcus get get the first shot at you. But first, but first, Eric, your bold prediction for 2013 fantasy. Randall, my man, top out of Green Bay. He will be the number two fantasy football receiver this year, only behind Detroit's very own. Calvin Johnson. A couple of reasons why. Looking at last year and what he did and how they used him, they used him very similarly to Minnesota, how they used Percy Harvey. The games that he played in, he was all over the field, from a fullback to a running back to a he came split, he played full receiver, he, he was doing punt returns. The guy, they just want him to have the ball the same way Percy Harvin does. So Randall Cobb, he's not only a great receiver, he's getting better at route running. He's an all-around player. So with all that being said, his receptions, his punt returns, and everything that's involved with it, he is going to be the number two fantasy receiver behind Calvin Johnson. That's my bold statement for 2013. Game changer. Hey, glad to have you back, bro. It's that time of year. You know, this is a great time. Great to have the fantasy football cycle back. I, my question for you, every year we know that there are a couple of backs. You kind of touched on this earlier when you talked about Arian Foster, who are first-round picks. Our listeners out there want to stay away from. Foster is one guy you kind of named. Who are some of those other guys that are in that first-round mix of those first-ten running backs that you probably would say this is a guy you may want to shy away from if you have a, a, a top, one of those top ten picks in the league or in your first round? You may want to go with a wide receiver or quarterback instead of taking a particular back. You know, it's a couple of guys that have me a little concerned. Um, I know Jamal Charles has performed well. Last year he had a fantastic year, and he was actually going to be one of my busts for the year. Um He's had this foot injury going on, and he's, he's been sitting out. I just have a feeling with Jamal Charles that uh, that, that foot injury is going to hold him down. And if that's the case, again, adding Alex Smith, you know, Alex Smith is a very cautious quarterback. I'm a little concerned about Jamal Charles. I'm not saying stay away from him, but I'm saying be very, very cautious. The other guy that I have uh, serious doubt on, and he's probably a top 12 to top 15 running back is DeMarco Murray. Again, it's the health factor behind it, right? I can't trust the person if they can't stay healthy. Um, Darren McFadden has all the talent in the world, but if he can't stay on the field, I can't use you. So those are individuals that I have question marks about. All right, Eric, let's toss it over to Devon. I believe he has a question for you. Yeah, and, and I'm going to say, you're, you're, you're pretty, I, I, I'm going to say this, Eric. You know, I'm glad to have you on, man. I'm, I'm taking notes. I'm feeling because I can't have Bill T going another year. Let's talk about it. <laughs> 
But but I was a little concerned about I, I think Green Bay receivers are a lot like any kind of Mike Shanahan running back. You can't trust it. Mm-hmm. They trade the ball. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing I would say about your about your about your pick is it's hard. They spread the ball around so much, it's hard to sometimes predict. Now they have a running game. But having said that, people are always, particularly in Super League, looking for that rookie who they might be able to dash away that for a rainy day or they could make an impact on that Russell Wilson type impact. Talk, yeah. talk about a rookie that you think would be good to just could make an impact, could dash away from people who might be in Super League. Well, I got two. Uh, E.J. Manuel, I think, is really going to have a good season. I think he's truly going to come on. For whatever reason, the way the NFL is evolving, the rookie quarterback, the athletic quarterback, they're able to do different things now. So we're having more success early with our quarterbacks. And so I think E.J. Manuel is going to fill that void. He's going to be able to step in and do things that um, I don't want to compare him to Russell. He's going to step in and have a good year. That's basically what I'm saying. But he's one that you want to stash in your bench. The other individual I'll pay attention to is um, Eddie Lacy. I think Eddie's another guy out of Green Bay, right? So same thing you just brought up. It's hard to trust some of those Green Bay running backs and, and, and that system that's being ran. But Eddie is having a pretty good preseason. He's a big, strong guy. You know, he's trying to drop a few pounds to get that foot speed going. But that's going to be the offsetting balance of that high-powered passing offense. Aaron Rodgers went on record to say that he has the deepest receiving, deepest receiving core that he's ever had. The only way for success is to run that ball. And so they have committed to running the ball more. I think Lacey is going to have a great year. I think he's going to finish with a top 15 back. There you have it. Fantasy football cipher with Eric Hamilton. Eric, it's been a, a pleasure to have you kick off our 2013 football show talking about fantasy football, and, and I could tell, Eric, you just kind of, like, you're getting your um, your second win, okay, you get your <laughs> second win with everything, so, and thank you so much, and I really enjoyed having you on. Hey, thanks for having me, I appreciate it, guys. All right, till next time, Real Sports Guys, realsportsguys.com, we'll talk to you soon. Game type clip. Man, you're going to be able to open up your lead, man. Get in the cypher.